Welcome to Serving Aces. I'm Alexandra Stevenson, and I'm here with my great co-host, Oog Levadier. If you like us, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at Alexandra Stevenson and at Oog Levadier. Welcome, Oogie. Hi, Alexandra. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? Right. Very nice. Very nice. People are sharing our podcast. You know, they're, they're friends and it's going around. So it's nice. You know, we cracked a, a certain top 50 on podcasts for tennis worldwide. So our we're little, cruising. We're having a good time. Our little podcast that could. We're chugging along. <laughs> so now That's we're right. back. We're going to be doing it weekly now, now that I'm home. We did one last week and now we're going to get more into a rhythm together. That's right. You had so such a good time for that New York US Open stuff. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was a yeah. lot of fun, and I, I did my first full week of coaching back with all the kids. They were very excited to see me, had to fix a little things here and there, but surprisingly, everybody was moving their feet and working hard, Oogie. Nice. See, they missed you, and they welcome you back with, like, super hard work, nice listening. Nobody get their phones out, I hope. No? One, but that's okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, put it away. We got to retrain you. One did, but you know, he was checking football scores because it was Sunday. So I said, okay, because he had a you're fantasy too... football team and he needed to get some points. Okay. You're, and... you're still too nice. He I know. I was still too nice. It. it was football Sunday. So I let it go. But I told right. him next time we can't check the scores till after our lesson. That's nice because you both can, you know, bond, bond more, you know, with yeah. that. You and you know what this, else? This bond. My other student, he came in second place. I, I'd love to say he came in second place at a tennis tournament, but he <laughs> came in second place at a pickleball tournament. Oh, there you go. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? He went. He was all excited. He played with his best friend, and he came in second place. He got $50 and a real, he said, a real solid medal. It wasn't plastic. There you go. See, he's winning medals. Yeah, and, and he's he beat got 50 he, bucks. He wow. beat adults. So they were he's their 15 and he beat like four adult partnerships. So he came For in sure. and he's beating them. He's so quick probably. Yeah. He's going, you know, yeah. So today I kind of had to reset his strokes cuz he was getting a little sloppy with his forehand and backhand. He, probably, he was probably facing the net too much, probably, because in pickleball, yeah. you don't really turn. You stay yeah. sideways. He was like, yeah, front. he wasn't moving. So I'm like, he's like, maybe I should become a pickleball player. And I'm going, no. No way. We can't, we got me? this far with tennis. You can play pickleball for fun. Yeah. And later on in your life. Yeah. And later on. And then he's trying to convince me that I should be on the pickleball world tour. And I was like, no, thank you. Although you I be... saw you, you texted me, Eugenie Bouchard. Mm -hmm. apparently yep. he's playing in guadalajara this week yeah i, I don't know if she won her match today yeah, yeah. i haven't checked yeah she played kudotomova today but you know she she lost because her leg she was lost. hurt and stuff three well, sets though it's kind of good match but... that's good i'd like to see her on the tennis court i'm not quite sure about her signing up for this pickleball it's got to be a publicity stunt i don't know about that because I've never seen her play pickleball or or, or post anything. Well, and she's not known pickleball. for her volley and net game. That's for sure. So I can't see her being close to the net, finishing points with this, you know, small racket in the hands. Yeah, and it could be interesting. You have to stay low. You have to stay really low you for do. pickleball. So 
her legs and her back. Well, you know, Jack Sock is going into pickleball. He is. He is. He got paid a lot of money to go into pickleball. But you can't put that much topspin on that plastic thing. So yeah, you can't. You look. I don't know. We. I haven't played it, but apparently it's still the hottest thing. Not according to the USTA, because the USTA says tennis is the hottest thing. So it's like pickleball tennis wars. So to be mm-hmm. continued, right, Oogie? That's right. We'll have, yeah, we'll settle that later on. All right. So let's <laughs> segue. I got to talk about my alma mater, oh, University yeah. of Colorado. Yes, I did attend college, but I did it online while I was traveling and playing professional tennis. And University of Colorado had the best program when I, at the time. And they were very innovative. And I love being a Buffalo, but now I'm really excited because we've got Prime Time as the coach, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. That's right. Two sons. That mat that match, I'm talking tennis. That game was so exciting. I stayed up two overtimes. Shador makes the throw. I was like I got to go to bed because I got to be on the court at 930 and I couldn't stop watching. Wow. That's so I was very excited. And look, they're bringing Colorado. It's going Hollywood. You you had the rock at the game. They've sold out stadiums. They're now three and oh, and it's just cool that you see a former superstar football player. Yeah, no doubt. Put in the time he put in the time at this other college that's right in jackson state right put in the time built how he was going to coach and then got to a big school and now he's making a huge mark there you go i mean he deserves it too you know he's well entertaining and knows he knows about the game and he was such a big athlete and a big influence on a lot of young young players so that's good. He's he's got the mental part going. So he we, does. He little, does. Little, and little tech, yeah, and you know, I I like watching what he does because he's so calm and he played the game and it's kind of like watching you know when you watch Juan Carlos Ferrero coach mm-hmm. Alcaraz, he stays calm. That's right. And he's coaching him, but he he doesn't really get like overly excited and but he knows how to win and. Deion Sanders is similar in that way where he's taking all these college guys and it's like a field of dreams going into a baseball speak there, but it's like a field of dreams team and it's it's going to be an exciting year to watch. For so, sure. Can you imagine being you gotta one be of those a Colorado players? fan, Oogie. Yeah, well, you graduated from there. So just by just because of that, yeah, I'm a fan for sure. And all right. can you imagine those those players must be so pumped to be coached by him. Yeah. Imagine. Uh, yeah, Young so guys. cool. Jeez. Very cool. And you know what? Shador, his son, who's the quarterback, guess who his mentor is? Um, Take a guess. Uh, maybe Brady? Very Tom good Brady? guess, yes. So that's his it mentor, is? Tom Brady. So he's like going to be the next Tom Brady, according to Shador. That's what he said. But how cool is that to have Tom Brady wow. as your mentor? I'm just giving it a quick call before the game just to make sure my mental preparation is going to – I'm going to call Tom Brady. Let me just call sure. Tom Brady here. This is he's got like, more time, you know. Yeah. He's not like playing anymore. Novak so. Djokovic just calls up Tom Brady and yeah. Lionel Messi. Labor. Hey. <laughs> That's right. I got that in my notebook right there. Yeah. That's awesome. So that was exciting. That was exciting Saturday night for me. All right. So yeah. let's go into some tennis talk. We had Davis Cup going on. 
Canada won. Very exciting. Oh, Canada. Can we go? Let's go, Canada. And kind of disappointing. The Americans didn't pull through. They had a rough time of it. You're right. The Americans, they just must be a little fatigued from the year. And we ended up losing. That loss to Netherlands just killed them. Seriously, they lost two one to them, and I'm like, yeah, oh. it wasn't so good. But seven th- six that's in the okay. third. Look, wow. they all showed up after the U.S. Open. It's tough to get out there to go over there and to get ready to play. So, look yeah. until next year, I guess our Davis Cup dreams will have to fly again. Yeah. That's right, but ours is still going because yeah, Canada we got, won last year. I'll root for now, Canada now. Yeah, no Felix. No uh, chapeau as well. And then new young guns. I mean, yeah, Gabriel Ziano. together. And, wow. They just, you know, played really good stuff. So it's they won exciting. their three matches. Yeah. And then we've got one more thing. So Canada is hosting the Labor Cup this Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Vancouver. Right. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Sunday, so we, you got stuff. John McEnroe as the coach and Bjorn Borg again. And yeah. good team. Young Ben Shelton is going to be on that team. Chris That's Eubanks right. is going to be an alternate. Mm-hmm. So they've got exactly. a good team. Uh, the world has a good team versus Europe. So that'll be exciting yeah. to watch. Yeah, they have a chance to win again, maybe. So, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. in the past, you know, with Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, I mean, how can you win against these three guys? Yeah, that's gods? a tough one. Seriously. So now, now the world's starting to look a little better. Yeah, starting to look more normal. I, I, always, I always like that watching the labor cup because they go backstage and behind the scenes and you see i always remember when Federer and nadal went back to talk to zverev when yeah. he played for them and they it was just so cute how they were like coaching him and it was kind of really the the first time we saw Federer and nadal being coaches to another player and yeah, and it's true it was really cool that they did that. So I hope they do more of that behind the scenes and more on the bench. And I know ESPN is trying to get more interactive with the coaching mics and the player interviews. We did a lot of player interviews during quality week, the Mm -hmm. on court interviews. So that was a big step forward. And I feel like that's very important for tennis to get more eyes on it by making it more interactive and hearing from the player more in their practice and mm-hmm. maybe eventually in their matches. Yeah. I mean, the most important part and interesting thing there is exactly that. During the matches, you want to hear the coaches and the interaction with, with the players. What are they saying? Are they talking strategy? Are they talking mentally? Are they talking emotionally? Mm-hmm. Those three things are always interrelated, but sometimes it's like, okay, they're they're going on tactics. Oh, okay, so let's see how, how that goes how that turns out, you know, it's because a lot of times then that your the coaches are talking during the match, it's not, it doesn't work. You know, a lot of times it's not, it, you know, it has some effects, you no, know, it back does. then we couldn't. Well, yeah. yeah. And you know, sometimes I just wouldn't listen to you, <laughs> even exactly. though, even though you weren't really coaching, you would just kind of encourage because yeah, coaching yeah. wasn't allowed. But now that it's allowed, we saw it at the U.S. Open. You saw Coco Goff tell her box to be quiet. And then yeah. you saw Carlos Alcaraz and Ferrero and his team, like speaking every other point in Spanish. And it was so much that yeah. ESPN sent down Mary Jo Fernandez to start translating because then it became more interactive and entertaining for the viewer wow. to see. So I thought that was innovative that they did that. 
She translated what kind of stuff did she translate? She did. Like, so she went saying? down and she sat under the box and then mm-hmm. she didn't do it all the time. But when I think it was Fowler, Chris Fowler and Chrissy Everett were in the booth and yep. occasionally they go, okay, Mary Jo, what did they just say? And she'd be like, they said, move forward or, or yep. change your return stance or come on, let's go. It wasn't so technical, but it was just little things that you tell a player in a match like move up more or look for the forehand or watch the wide serve so yeah i thought that was good that they showed that because it shows that coaching can be very simplified yeah exactly in a match and it needs to be because it can't be complicated now that in the pros you have coaching so the next Mm -hmm. step is going to be interesting if in junior tennis they start allowing coaching which i don't know if they will because there's so many parents yeah so far and it might get a little crazy so yeah exactly so far it's a no because uh last weekend i actually were into a you know the state tournament here in Quebec. So I asked the referees, I'm like, okay, is coaching allowed now? Or how do you see this going? Because on TV, you're allowed to. And normally, whatever the pros are doing, then they want to translate it to then the ITS and the down. junior. Yes. Exactly. And they're like, no, we're not ready for that. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I like it's a good idea. Yeah. Look, it's every parent is, it's very important to have your parent with the child because it's your parent. But there are some parents that get a little bit nutty in the coaching realm and it gets too much. So it's going to be interesting to see if they could coach the parent on how to not get crazy. Yeah. And then (laughs) be more like a coach. Like if you don't have a coach with you and your parent is your coach, how are you going to? handle that. I think that's a tricky situation. On the tour, you see it. Look, Layla mm-hmm. Fernandez's dad is her coach. Then mm-hmm. Shelton, Brian Shelton is his coach, yep. and yep. he was his college coach. So it can be done. It's just, how are they going to figure that out in junior tennis? Yeah. I mean, so far, the, the answer is it. you actually need a certified coach to play the role for the coach because a parent is unless he has a certification and you know from, yeah then for if us, they get certified yeah, yeah i don't know it's then hard. they can actually do it it's because a tough then one because i know address the opponent and you have to say all yeah, this stuff whenever tough. their kid and is look, here so i you look i traveled with my mom and she was part of the team and sometimes sure. she would take the coach's badge so she could go in the locker room and use the bathroom but we all know oogie you and me Oogie, you and me. <laughs> Oogie, you and I. That's a lot of us, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's a lot of us. Sorry. It was a long day today again. I'm just getting back into this podcasting. Okay, but Oogie, you and I know that Samantha was the manager, the laundress, the cook. Oh, yeah. And she did really good scouting, but she yeah. really wasn't the coach ever. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was the figurehead. Yeah. But she exactly. always knew how to find the best coaching for me. Exactly. And I think that was um, very important on how I developed because she always knew who to find to surround me with so I would have the best information possible. And that came from her sports background. And that yeah. that gets lost because a lot of people just see my mom as like a big figure and 
she had a big oh, yeah. personality, right? But they mm -hmm. don't really understand. She had this huge sports background and she knew who to, who to surround me with from the time I was three years old until until today. Yeah. She was uh, big in, in sports and, uh, you know, being yeah. uh, following teams and stuff like that and the experience from that and, and the business side of it. I mean, I think Samantha really understood the business side of it, you know, how to get you into good situations, uh, how, where not to go who to talk to, who not to talk, you know, all that stuff is really yeah, important because important. when you're a young athlete, you need that experience. And, and she loves you so much that of course she's going to take good decisions for you. So it's a really good, important thing right there. Yeah. So we see the coaching part. I mean, the interesting thing is how is it going to move forward to envelop all of tennis now that yeah. it's been so prevalent, the U S open really showed everybody's coaching now. It, it really, sure. to me, it really stood out. Yeah, you're right. And they should, because look at every other sport. They get coaching big they times. Do. And 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 sometimes it turns the game around. Yeah. It really does. Well, I mean, hey, look at Deion Sanders playing Colorado State two overtimes. You're not telling me his whole team of coaches didn't help that college team beat their sure. rivals. And for their sure, rivals, 100%. Colorado State was going for the jugular. I mean, they had like 17 hits. It was just crazy. They were just going to kill everybody. <laughs> At one <laughs> point, Shadur, the quarterback, took this hit under the neck by this uh, player that used to be a sumo wrestler. Ooh. And then he got ejected from the game. But oh, yeah, it can't. was a it was a dangerous hit. So yeah, you can't coaching hit from matters. helmet to helmet, then you yeah. get ejected. And tennis isn't like football where there are no tackles but there are mental tackles and there right. are we saw coco goff when she even when she played sigamund how annoyed she got and then oh. at some point her coaching box told her to go complain and she didn't mm -hmm. want to complain but then she complained and then she lost like four games in a row so yeah. it's interesting how it is changing the way the player plays the match yeah, it's it really is. And it's you're right, it's gonna be important and interesting to see that moving forward. Yeah. So Can't okay, wait. so segueing into the next part, we're gonna discuss is expectations. So I know I, I sent you an article the New York Times wrote on Coco Goff and the expectations yep. and how we should just embrace that she won and not put on her that she should go win like twenty five more Grand Slams. Yeah. And I was watching and just like that, it's the Sex in the City new show with Carrie Bradshaw and the girls. And there at you the go. end, the finale of that show this season, Sarah Jessica Parker, who plays Carrie Bradshaw, asked everybody around the table to let go of one thing. What would oh, they okay. let go of? And so mm. the whole table said what they'd let go of. And then at the end, she said, well, I'm going to let go of expectations. And I felt that was so good because then I went into the U.S. Open and like was like, gee, all these players have to let go of these expectations because they have sure. the marketing, they have branding, they have social media now. And you saw with Novak Djokovic in 2021, mm -hmm. Medvedev beat him, but he just looked like a shell of himself in that final oh, yeah. match because oh, he had he so had many whole... expectations. Yeah, you had the whole, you know, the the Grand Slam aura 
over yeah. his head. Yeah. I mean, he was just focusing too much on, oh my gosh, I have to win this. Otherwise, I'm not mm-hmm. going to win the Grand Slam. And it just came in really uncomfortable situation for him. Yeah. It's not easy to say, but yeah. It isn't. And yeah, he, look, he's, just... he's the greatest player of all time, potentially, yeah. if people finally say that. And look, he well, had to handle them and how he came back this year and he knew how to handle it. Not exactly. And then watching Coco Goff win. She lost the French Open to Sviantec. She cried after. She cried on Maria Taylor's shoulder on NBC. I felt so bad for her. But she had to go through that so she could handle the expectations and kind of just let them go and play tennis. You're right. And I love the way she formulated it at the U.S. Open. I don't know I don't know if it was with you with the mic, but she said at an interview, um, I really have to just take it day by day, match by match, and not worry so much about what everybody else thinks. Yeah, she was just taking one match at a time and just playing. Yeah. I mean, and that's what it's... she needed to do. Yeah. And then you saw Arena Sabalenka. Did you see the video that went viral with the rack? I saw smashing? that. She looked a little mad there. <laughs> well, <laughs> look. If I was Sabalenka, I would have been mad too the way I played that second and third set. She just yeah. could not find a spot on the court that Coco Goff wasn't. And that is yeah. very frustrating when you're a power player and you're somebody right. is getting every ball back at you. However, now I have smashed some rackets. <laughs> I, not but too I many. haven't, not too many. It was more after my shoulder when I just, it was just not good. Yeah. But, to go in there and smash, I felt so bad for her because it got filmed. Mm-hmm. But I also was like, okay, you're our number one in the world. Should you be doing this? Maybe go to your hotel room and do it. But still, I wonder who took that video and posted it. Was that the security cam or was that yeah. a, a, like one it's of the, the ser- security guys filming her? I think it's the security cam. It looked because, like the security cam was following her. It looked like her. the same same angle from like whenever they had a, that rain. Yes. Or that, um, the, not the rain, the, uh, the people that were... Uh, when go- they show in- the warm-ups. You know, when yeah, they show then, the players in the warm-ups and they show what yeah. they're doing before yeah, the matches. It looked like the same like- angle. So exactly. somebody was on that camera and did a no-no. It, was, it reminded me of, do you remember when Beyonce and Jay-Z and Solange were in the elevator and they had a whole big argument and it would like went viral? Oh, And then Beyonce wrote a song about in the elevator. And it Jeez. was when her and Jay-Z were going through rough times and Solange yelled at him well that camera security take got out so somebody leaked it yeah for sure i mean probably somebody from the security booth yeah now i have to say sabalenka should take that video and make a gif out of it yeah she should what were you telling me before wilson should be calling it the smash racket (laughs) it's the next one i'm telling you there's got to be a special edition coming like to Australian Open in a couple months, yeah. saying, here comes the smash edition of Sabalenka. She should turn blade. it around, yeah. And look, you got to give her credit that at least she let it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't but... hold that in. It's not great to do. But she felt at the moment she needed to smash a racket, and she was complaining about a racket the whole time. So yeah. well, long personally, live that racket. Personally, I, know I... You, I know you don't like it. I hate it. I hate it. How can I be a, 
I can't agree with any of that because you can't do that. First, she's getting sponsored by a great company. Yes. So what what does that say? Your rackets are not good. I don't like them. Blah, blah, blah. Boom. I'm smashing stuff. No, you have a contract with them. You have you owe them respect. You well, owe I them wonder that what much. Wilson is either they're going to turn it around. I don't know what they'll do. I mean, so many people smashed. Look, Curios did it. Andy Murray's done it. Serena's yeah, but... done it on so many people have smashed rackets. McEnroe. Have you seen Rafa Nadal do that? No. Thank you. Better. Jokovic did it at Wimbledon. Still, see? You're I know, stuff I know you're not, not a good. fan, but I feel like as the player and all that which is why I'm gonna come back to expectations, Oogie. It's a yeah. big theme. All the expectations on you. I almost feel like it was better she smashed a racket to at least get it out of her system. Okay, let me ask you something. Because it what? was in private and it wasn't on the court. Now, if you sit on the court in front of all the fans, I would say no. Like when Djokovic threw that racket, I understood his frustration, but should he have done it? No. But yeah. because she did it in the training area, nobody was there. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for her that it got filmed and posted but that's our society today. Yeah. Well, if you act wrong, it's still wrong. So let's I say, know, let's say, was let's... it, but was it wrong or was she getting her mental health out of her system so she could go on and be okay and then move forward from this loss? Well, I have a great question for you then. Okay. What's what the question? Would be, what would be the best way for Sabalenka in that case to deal with that angriness? What would have been a better way to do that instead of smashing a racket in to that locker room right there? go in the shower and scream. See? You found something right out of the gate. But then they might have filmed that too. <laughs> a scream really loud in a towel or something. To, yeah. 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 Just, you know, a scream is always nice. You know, whenever you see a movie and something really bad happens or somebody gets a bad news, there's a scream. Yeah. There's a reason for You're it right. because it, go, it comes but out. But I have to say, because, look, I felt the anger and the angst and the expectations, and I have broken a racket or two, not in my beginning of my career when I was coming back from my shoulder because there were so many expectations for myself and the goals and what I wanted to do and how badly I wanted to get back to the top 20. Mm-hmm that the racket was the easiest thing to break. It was just right there in your hand. <laughs> so just that's right why I'm kind of siding with her. Yeah. Now, if Sorry. you had asked You'll me be... before my shoulder, I probably would agree with you. But no doubt. after, it's so interesting because the sport has changed and it's there's just a lot going on. And she has also gotten a lot and she mm -hmm. has to manage and handle it. But I did feel bad for her that that got out. Yeah. Well, not me. If you act like that, I <laughs> okay. hope everybody we, sees we it. We can have difference of opinion. Of course. She can always turn around and make a, you know, a fun gif or like a shirt or something. Yeah. Well, I would, I would, you know, let's make a list. I, I'm going to make you a little homework. You have to make a list of five options of, of of stuff you can actually do legally, which after a match, if you lose, I'll give you something like hit into a boxing bag. You know, <laughs> you okay. can do that all you want. Yeah, that's fine. 
Just You're not going to get in trouble for bracket. it. I feel like if exactly. we even had Serena on here, she would be like, there's nothing like a good racket smash. Well, <laughs> I know you, you don't can... like it. Okay, we'll hey, move We'll move get, on from the racket smash. Get, get a pickleball racket and throw it as okay, hard as you want. Okay, we'll smash okay. some pickleball paddles. How about that? <laughs> Okay, that's allowed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So expectations, coming back to that. So when you're a player, the best way to handle it is just to take day by day, do mm -hmm. your best. And you know what? You can control how you feel on the court and how you perform. And you that's can't right. think about the outcome when you perform. Now, as a coach, you have to coach the same thing. You can control how you show up, how you're mm -hmm. prepared, and how you play. And how you how much effort you give yeah and i feel like if you do all those things then the expectations on you should be embraced because you should expect to do your best yeah exactly you said it you professional athlete the, the expectations and you can throw that out the window i don't like that word expectations you can have goals you know Yes. Really goals. Okay, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to accomplish this. That's great. And that's what we should focus on, on stuff that you actually have, you know, matter on it, matter over it, because you can't control if you're going to win a tournament. No. Of course, you want to. Everybody wants to you win that tournament. You can't control that. How can you control that? You can't All control that. All you can that. do you is you can control your preparation, exactly. how you eat, how you bring your equipment, how you warm mm -hmm. up, how you cool down how you do your prehab exercises, how you do your exercises, and how you give 100% effort every time on the tennis court. That's exactly it. And the most important point in all of those is probably how you handle the big points in a match. Yes. It comes down to that because, as you, as you remember, watching Medvedev and Djokovic, the second set could have turned. If, mm -hmm. if Medvedev goes down the line with his backhand on that passing yep. shot, Djokovic is, is expecting a cross court, hitting the volley down the line, laughing about it while he he's walking towards us in the back. And then if Medvedev goes down the line, it's one set all, and then it totally shifts maybe because Djokovic, yeah. I think, hit more as hard as he could more in that match because physically he wasn't as fit. So he knew that if it was going to five sets, he would probably lose because he lost his balance a lot of times, you know, after points. You never he did, see that. but he knew how to so, handle himself. Yeah, and he knew especially how to play the big points, and yeah. that's how you and that's, that's how you win those at times. every level. It's how you play the big points and how you manage the situation. Exactly. So, and that needs training, but you can only train that so much because you need to be in those situations in order to, to exactly. you know, to yes. improve on that. So, yep. you know, and every time you can actually. Uh, play different sports, play different, even card games, even board games or anything you can, you can put your hands on in, to get into those situations of stress. Yeah, so and that you don't get nervous and you can't think, right? Because exactly. the first thing that goes are your feet and then your brain and then you can't move, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So you need to control your breathing, move all the time and make sure you have a clear plan a, B, C, D. That's that's what you were saying about expectations. And I think that's the key number one, to make sure you have a clear plan and to have those steps. And then you can, you know, you can see how you, you go. And if it's not going well, then you can adjust. But if you I, don't have a clear plan, 
you can't do that. That's why I made you get hit, you know, write those game plans. Yes, because you need that's to have it why, on paper. Because I always had a clear plan, and that's you know what Coco Goff had a clear plan after that first set. She figured out what her plan should have been, exactly. and then she had a clear plan. And Sabalenka's plan went with her racket breaking. Well, <laughs> her plan see, went out the a, window. Exactly, because if you get too emotional, then you cannot think about your plan. You yes. can't think about it. It's you not can. there. It's just emotions. You can't go through emotions when you're playing tennis. It's too much. So everybody out there listening, have a clear plan in whatever you do, but especially on the tennis court. That's very exactly. important. Hey, you can apply that in all areas of your life. Exactly. I agree. You know, Everything. Schoolwork, college, yeah. going to yeah. your job, going to the tennis court. Tennis teaches you a lot of life's lessons, Ugi. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. We well, learned so much with that great sport was a fun little section. I really liked talking about expectations with you. Yeah, and what about the expectations of Simona Halep there? Jeez. I know. We have to touch Oof. a little bit on that. She got banned for four years. Yeah, she's going to go to appeal, but still, it's, uh, you know. Yeah, and I, I haven't read the whole hundred and something pages, and I don't think so I will. Pages. But no. I know the drug the drug that she took is kind of like a recreation of an EPO type yeah, yeah, for yeah. your heart and your recovery. And look, mm -hmm. we're not with her. We don't know her story. She's saying she didn't do it mm -hmm. and, or she didn't know. And you, look, we saw this with Sharapova. She had a two year sentence and then I think it got reduced a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I just hope she's getting support because I've heard that she's kind of been distanced from and oh, yeah. hopefully i know darren cahill supports her and hopefully she's getting the support she needs and mm -hmm. you're look she's got to fight it and see if she can come out innocent again i know she yeah. they gave her four years but maybe she's innocent and it's a tough one because you always yeah. want you don't want the athlete to cheat and take stuff that's what and in professional sports, it happens a lot, and you don't want to see it, so you hope for the best. Yeah, we you hope for the best, but let's let's be honest. I mean, as as soon as you get to that that point, you know, top whatever in, in any sports, not even t in tennis and in, in any sports. I mean, then you get you get not temptation, but you get, okay that that person has some edge, and then you start wondering what's going on and this and that and. Um, and then you take a moral and ethical decision. Personally, exactly. I, I, wasn't, well I, wasn't, I wasn't as great. Moral but then and I ethical. Was, yeah, it's exactly it. Then you have to ask yourself, okay, what is that going to do for me? Um, how far am I going to go more? And what are going to be the aftermath of that? Like, how am I going to live with myself? Because at the end of the day, it's really important that you be really nice in your, you know, in your own skin because – I was I was exposed to that, but I never said yes to that because. Well, some of and my also, what's your health going to be like later on? Exactly, exactly, and that's what scared me the most because I knew that was gonna. I would love to have kids later on, and but then I'm like, okay, am I gonna, you know, be be gone before they're 15 or 20? Or I'm like, there's no way I'm touching any of that stuff. And then some of the guys that I played with were taking it, and some of them went through a little bit further than I did, and some of them no. Yep. It didn't affect yeah. anything because well, you never know how skill... it's going to affect you, but yeah. you know that it's not morally or ethically correct. And then as the athlete, you want to play fair 
and I think everybody should play fair, but unfortunately in professional sports, that doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't happen. And it's understandable because think about it. You're, you're exposed to this huge life, huge money, huge deals. You get to travel the world. I mean, come on. There's a lot of really temptations. A lot of temptation. And, and you see your friends are doing it sometimes. So I'm like, and at the end of the yeah, day, and, it's, it's and your decision. And look, I've played a lot of players that I felt were taking stuff that I wasn't taking. And yeah, exactly. you just play, you play your game and you know that you're staying clean and healthy and that's their decision, but it is kind of unfair at times. So you yeah, just hope sure. that with Simona Halep, that it's not true and she'll fight. She'll keep fighting it. That's what she said. Yeah. So think I'm about just, it for, te for tennis, yeah. especially. Yeah. It's not, it's not like we're taking, we could take stuff like to get bigger because it doesn't help. No, us but it helps endurance and it helps recovery. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. it's a big thing. It's like cycling. So tennis yeah. has a lot of stuff that's good to take that yeah. people don't. It's not in the drugs, the drug rules. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of alternative stuff you can take. But yeah. then there's also stuff that is illegal that happens sometimes. And some players get tempted to take it. So we'll exactly. see what happens there. Yeah, we'll see. All but right. Then, so. Yeah. I've got my quote for the end of our podcast, Oogie. Ooh, there it is. It's, it's a it's good all one. Back. This is a good one. Okay, you From ready? Movie? If you don't believe in yourself, how will somebody else believe in you? Oh, I love that one. That's a good one, right? That's I think deep. we, we got to like take that for ourselves and then give it to everybody else that surrounds us and that we coach. Because you have to believe in yourself first, right? Yeah, especially. Okay, yeah, you have so, to believe and love yourself. Uh, the factor of loving yourself is very important. How so can you love somebody else it? if you don't love yourself? Yeah. It's from you. Coach no, Prime. I wish I said it. I've kind of oh. said it to some of my kids sometimes, but not in this way. But yeah, yeah, yeah Deion yeah. Sanders. Wow. Prime time, huh? team that. Prime time. Mr. Prime Jeez. time. And we all know he believes in himself. Well, you, did you send him a believe uh, card? I need, I like, need to. We we know. Oh, you need to ask him if he wants I one. To, like yeah, I, I gotta get him. Maybe I'll put it up. But yeah, so that's the nice. quote of the day. And yeah, it was a good week, Oogie. I'm glad we're back together. And let's start out this week fabulous. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's still some uh, some great Monday night football, some great football this week to play. College, NFL. I mean, the baseball season, you know, some is going to be October Yeah, a lot soon, of sports so. going on. And we've got Guadalajara for the women yeah. and Labor Cup coming up for the men. So it'll be That's a good right. week. And I'll West see Coast, you. West Coast above you, huh? So yeah. There you I'll, go. I'll you're see you're you closer next to week. the Labor Cup than me in, in my country. I'm not going, but I am closer. Yeah, yeah. You just stroll up north a little bit. Me, mine is it's like across the, it's like so far. It's like yep. 50 hours by car. Jeez. <laughs> All right, Oogie. Well, this has been a lot of fun. This has been Serving Aces with Alexander Stevenson, and we will see you guys next week. Yep. See you guys next week.